It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is VSIN Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Everybody, welcome back into a Tuesday edition of VEASAN Final Countdown live from our VEASAN studio at the South Point in Las Vegas. I'm Stormy Bonantoni. He's Matt Brown. We got Steph Kamershack at the controls and our guy Sean on the ones and twos, as they say. See, I'm learning, ladies and gentlemen. Well done. <laughs> there it is. It's a beautiful so Tuesday, day. Tuesday here on the program. It's catching on, Look everybody. Tuesday, Tuesday. Anth- Anthony Davis is supposed to be back tomorrow for the Lakers. Ooh, so there's that nice. versus the Spurs. So maybe they do end up holding LeBron. And I don't know, you know, yeah. you have them both come back tomorrow night or something. So a little yeah. bit of news coming through while we were on the break. It's kind of interesting that, I mean, the Clippers are a road team in their home venue when they're playing the Lakers tonight. Just kind of a <laughs> interesting, interesting little thing. how it, things work. They're like, y'all go change outside. Yeah, we, we got, yeah, we brought in an 18 wheeler <laughs> and I'll just go out there and change in the 18 wheeler. Um, we'll have we a couple more. of lawn chairs in there. Yeah. yeah. We'll get into the NBA here this hour in about 15 minutes. Joined by Jonathan Von Tobel, JVT, senior NBA betting analyst here at Visa and also host of the Hardwood Handicappers podcast. Uh, also get it. We got a little hockey, a big slate today. Just a couple of games though that I have uh, skin in the game as they say. And of course, continuing our 
conversation. The National Football League Conference Championships coming up this weekend. The Eagles 49ers line since that opener and the Eagles getting bet up stayed pretty firm there as a two and a half point favorite against San Francisco. Total comes down a little bit from 46 and a half. Now 46, seeing some 45 and a halfs out there. And then on the other side in the AFC, Cincinnati, who granted, the odds makers at shops that did put them up as a three-point dog realized real quick that that mm-hmm. was not the line that yeah. it should have come out at. We saw that go down to one, then pick them, and then today as high as Bengals minus two and a half, but after one of those big reputable groups came out, obviously telling people, hey, our play is Chiefs plus two and a half at this number, we've seen that buyback and it's come back down. Cincinnati, a one and a half point favorite in KC, total 46 Yeah, and a half. settled across the board at this point now. So every, every rest of country book setting a point and a half, this was two and a half when we went on air. Apparently, about 20 minutes after we went on air, there was a big release, and so uh, dropped a point. Still in, still in a uh, teaser range. If you did want to play the Chiefs, and so uh, I know a little Hello. lady right here to my left might be uh, looking to do that and come back in on the other side here. So still in teaser range there. If you want to get up to seven and a half, 46 and a half is the total across the board. We did mention this a little bit yesterday that if the thinking here was that this was moving towards Cincinnati because there was going because of the injury to. Patrick Mahomes, and that means that this offense is going to be less potent. Well, that should also mean that the total should drop as well because, again, if if this offense isn't going to function properly, then they're not going to score as many points, and therefore, you know, the total. And we don't think, again, that Cincinnati's going to win this thing in a run out. And so with that, did even ask Vinny. He was like, yeah, you know, I mean, he said, we did come down a, a little bit. They opened higher than most people did. They opened at 48, which is not a number that that was really widely found out there. So it was 47 and a half, 47 yesterday come in today 46 and a half so people did kind of like bet accordingly to what they're thinking from from a handicap perspective uh that Eagles game as we mentioned against the 49ers two and a half across the board right now as well but this is a juice two and a half and if you can if you go in and you look at the history here you can see that three or four of the different books out there rest of country did hit three at some point today it didn't last very long but it did hit three at some point people came in were very eager to go ahead and take the 49ers as three-point underdogs in this one when you get that full field goal. So maybe we see this thing toggle back and forth between two and a half and three a couple of different more times before we actually kick off. I do largely think that's just the way that this number is going to play out throughout mm-hmm. the week when the three is available. People are going to jump on San Francisco, bring it back to that two and a half. The Eagles betters continue to back. So um, throughout the course of this week, we're going to get into a lot of different prop markets. We'll do prop watch. We'll analyze the different ways that you can bet this game. But one um, that is kind of unique because it's not just specific to this week, but the remainder of the postseason. So two more games is the you know passing leaders, receiving mm-hmm. yards leaders, rushing leaders. And now there are just four quarterbacks remaining in this market, obviously. Joe Burrow is your favorite to have the most passing yards at plus one. 10. He's got 451 yards to this point, a little more pass heavy than Brock Purdy at plus 120 with 546 yards. These two teams have obviously played each week to this mm-hmm. point, whereas the teams that have had bye weeks in Kansas City and the Eagles as one seeds are lower because they just haven't had the opportunity to accrue that. So if Joey B is playing in the, they win this game and they go to the Super Bowl you would anticipate him to get this, which is why he's the favorite in this one. And we know San Francisco is going to be a little bit more um, run heavy. At least we would assume this week against an Eagles pass defense. that's the best in the league. Yeah. If we take a look and I mean, Burrow, as we mentioned, we were kind of heading into that game last week. No team has passed more since week 10 in the NFL than Cincinnati Bengals. They are passing on two thirds of their plays. Now they had a bunch of success running the ball last week. I don't think we think that is going to 
is going to be the same this week. I mean, the defensive line, look, for what it's worth, I mean, the defensive line for Kansas City has been really good, and specifically against the run uh, as of late. So I don't think that we're looking for that. I think we get more back to what we were talking what we were talking about heading into last week, which is just a super pass-happy team in favor of Cincinnati. And so, I mean, listen, it makes sense that he's plus 110. I get it. If you honestly, though, believe that the 49ers are going to win this week outright, then the bet for sure is plus 120 on Purdy with him having a nearly 100-yard lead already. And then, again, there is there is the chance that, that Joe Burrow loses, right? I mean, like there's a chance that Joe Burrow loses. So um, the bet certainly is Purdy if you think that San Francisco wins outright this week. It's not even close. And I'm rooting for it. Yeah. That's all the analysis you're going to get yeah. from me. Because I'm like, I feel like I went so hard in on San Francisco yesterday and everybody's coming for me. But I just don't think, like, they're going to get blown out. I just don't. Mm-hmm. I, like, you can tell me all you want that the Eagles are the better team. And Eagles this and are the that. better team. Boo. I don't think so. I don't think so. <laughs> you told me I could tell you all you want. Yeah, so, but I didn't think you really would. No, yeah, let's go to take a look at some of the receiving yard stuff. Jamar Chase, obviously, I mean, it makes sense <laughs> mm-hmm. with Joe Burrow as the favorite in one market. Jamar would be the other. But as we've talked about a lot already in this early part of the week, the Bengals do dish it around a good bit. Um, Debo sitting there at plus 225, the second shortest shot. Travis Kelsey at plus 650, I think is interesting. He's only got 98 yards to this point, but he's only played one game. And if the Chiefs are able to push through, then you know that that number is going to stack up. Yeah, so Kelsey is super – is definitely – Kittle there too, like the tight ends in general. Yeah, Kelsey is is the interesting one for sure because that is basically a head-to-head bet almost against Jamar Chase at this point because you're – if you think that – Cincinnati's going to win the game in advance, then obviously you're not betting Kelsey. And if you think that Kansas City is going to win in advance, then Kelsey looks like a very appealing bet sitting there at 6.5-1 to one where they're going to get the extra game as well. So it's kind of a head-to-head bet really against Chase at that point. Debo, I would not bet because, again, like we saw, there's – now he very well might get as many targets as he did this past week and all that, but there's just so many mouths to feed there. For, for the 49ers that it's like it's very hard to take a short shot on a guy like Debo when you still have Kittle and Ayuk and McCaffrey and all these you know all these different guys and he splits his to. touches running the ball yeah. too so yeah yeah I mean seriously you know I mean they even they, you know they try several times a game to get the ball to Juwan Jennings too like I mean they they really do mm-hmm. like they try they try they give him three or four targets a game too so it's it's just tough for me to kind of get there with that so uh, I think the bet here for me, even even though I'm on Cincinnati, that it doesn't matter, right? Because like we're betting where we think there might be value. We're not betting necessarily with with our hearts here. And uh, I I think that Kelsey is the most appealing. I think to me on the board at that 650 because if they were to win, he is likely to be a big reason why they win. Mm-hmm. And then of course, then the extra game as well. Steph likes Hayden Hurst down there at 40 to one with 104 yards. Ooh, old Hayden Hurst. That would be, I mean, boy, wouldn't that be an upset? That would be an inc- <laughs> that would be that would be an incredible upset for for that one to get home. I mean, I think the other one that is at least mildly uh, at least mildly intriguing, and I know this seems like all we do is talk about George Kittle on here, but I mean, you know, look, he's sitting at 132 yards, and if he were to have a big game, then it would directly take away from one of the guys that's above him in this betting market, like. The most likely scenario is that he would have a big game and Debo would not, right? Mm-hmm. And so you're almost eliminating one of your 
one of your competition in front of you. So there's there's that with the ten to one right there on Kittle, and it seems like this is like the Kittle fan club on this show. Like all we do is talk about George Kittle, but I mean at 132 yards, ten to one. If he has a huge game, it most likely means he's getting some of the targets that Debo's he's stealing some of Debo's targets mm-hmm. and all that. And so I mean it kind of eliminates one of the dudes in front of you. I think. At least personally, like I'm tight end fan club in general. Mm-hmm. Like, so I like Kelsey and Kittle. Those are my two favorites in this market. Uh, plus 650 again for Travis Kelsey, 10 to 1 for Kittle. Um, but well, everybody's always talking about quarterbacks and like how much they, they love the pass game. Like, I like the guy on the other end of it that's just blocking his tail off and. I, I I held it in, um, but the, the, I, I like the, I like the physicality of the position and like they make some of the most exciting plays I think in the yeah. game, especially these two specifically. Well, and, and the other thing too is like I said, so you take a Kittle, and if if he has a big game again, that is likely taking targets away from Debo. And then we already mentioned that that Chase and Kelsey, one of those guys is going to cancel the the other one out. Mm-hmm. So I mean, like then you're basically getting yourself into a head to head position. Should it go your way with with Kittle having a big game? Yeah, and Brock Purdy absolutely loves him. It's been his security blanket target, George Kittle has been. Uh, rush yards real quick. We only got one minute left, but any names that immediately stand out to you to have the most? <sighs> this, these are just – none of these teams are like – none of these teams, you have any idea who's going to be the number one runner for them. That's like that's the biggest problem, right? I mean, like we just said, you look at McCaffrey, but we think maybe there's a chance that McCaffrey – has it's some limited. of those has some of those carries given to 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 Mitchell just to keep him healthy, you know, whatever. Well, and he's like another guy too that is utilizing the receiving game, so it's like yeah. his touches are always. And then you look at Mixon, who has who gives a handful of carries to to P Ryan every single game. Sanders gives a handful of carries to Gainwell every game. It's like it's almost kind of like Pacheco's the only guy that you can count on to get the vast majority of the <laughs> carries, but like you don't want to bet him either. Well, so. and even like. To your point about the Cincinnati run game being effective this past week and mixing going over 100 yards, like, that's probably not going to be the game week. plan yeah. this week. Probably not be so, the game plan. I know. Yeah. Interesting. I'm um, not betting that one. We don't have to bet them all. We're, we're not betting exactly. that one. Exactly. Yes. And that's what we keep X on that stressing. One off the Just because yes. they exist doesn't yes. mean we have yes. to bet it. We do it have plenty of props, though, that we will get into throughout the course of the week in Prop Watch. But for now, we're going to get into some NBA with JVT when we come back. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, 
Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring bit. out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, been juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. This is VSIN's Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. What's going on, everybody? If you're looking for a betting edge, VSIN has you covered. Become a VSIN Pro subscriber with our introductory offer of just $9.99. VSIN Pro subscribers get access to our daily recap of the top plays made from VSIN show hosts and guests. Tools like betting splits, deep dive betting reports, VSIN betting guides for the biggest games of the season, where our experts break down brackets, best bets, and all the big game props. But don't miss out. This is just a limited time offer. Visit VSIN.com slash subscribe to sign up. Again, just $9.99. That's VSIN.com slash subscribe. 1418 Australian dollars in honor of the Australian Open that is going on right now. Any of our friends down there that want to see what our tennis picks might be for your tournament that's going on. Uh, 1418 Australian dollars. Wowee. Yeah. A little more expensive than Canadian dollars. It is pricey. Yeah. A little more expensive hmm. than Canadian dollars. What is it? What are Australian dollars called? Australian dollars. Oh, okay. Yes. <laughs> I thought they might have a special yes. name. Yeah. Rongo Bongo, sister. Yes. All right, let's get to some NBA. Can, can, they're called like ko- koala coins. Oh, God. I would love that. Take <laughs> advantage coins. of the opportunity, They could be kangaroo coins and koala coins. Wow. Look at that. 
Koalas <laughs> would be the dollars, and then the, or kangaroos would be the dollar. Koalas would be the change. It'd be amazing. Electric. Look is. at us. We uh -huh. are a show full of idea men. Okay, welcome in Jonathan Von Tobel, senior NBA betting analyst over here at Vsin. You also see him on the weekends with Vsin Live Bet Saturday and Sunday, talking all things NFL because it has been very busy with conference championship weekend. But JVT, what is going on, my dude? Uh, nothing much, you know, getting ready for a conference championship weekend in the National Football League and uh, the NBA keeps rolling. We're slowly approaching the All-Star break already, so the season's kind of trucking along. Speaking of which, uh, what's the latest from your understanding with this whole Kevin Durant situation and Adrian Wojnarowski coming out earlier today? Yeah, so it sounds like he's just on track uh, to, you know, fit, in, fit inside that timeline that they discussed uh, for those who had missed it. Um, the question is going to be of whether or not he comes back before the all-star break and whether it would make sense to get him a couple of games in before the break um, or just wait until after the break. So that's going to be something worth monitoring. But, you know, as we've talked about a lot, look, the, the one thing I think that's worth uh, you know keeping up with with this Nets team, guys, uh, they have regularly gone under the total. Since Kevin Durant has gone, uh, you know, has left, I should say, to injury, I think it's every game but one that has gone uh, under the total for this Brooklyn Nets team since his injury, and the market is starting to adjust, so we're going to see those things. But uh, this team has not really been the same offensively without him. Kyrie Irving has taken on some of the load, and they've been getting a little bit more efficient. as He's been getting more comfortable, but they'll be fine in the grand scheme of things, Stormy. It's just about where they end up in the standings and whatnot in terms of time missed for Kevin Durant. But uh, they'll be pretty dang good by the time they get whole again. JVT, we get news coming through here that it looks like Anthony Davis is going to return tomorrow uh, against the Spurs. What does this do, if anything, to your outlook of this Lakers team? You know, I think what you're trying to do, Matt, is, you know, maybe look for them to, like, whatever price, best price uh, by your own measure you could find to make the playoffs, right? Uh, you can probably shop for that. And again, like the problem I have is like this Lakers team, they're going to be fine and they're going to be exactly what they are. Anthony Davis obviously improves what they're going to be. But, you know, the pieces around them have always been the question about how high the ceiling is. I wouldn't be rushing to bet any futures, and that includes the addition of Rui Hachimura that they added uh, just yesterday by swapping over Kendrick Nunn and some second-round picks for him. Look, this team should be better after we get to post-All-Star break basketball, right? And Hachimura adds a, another scorer for them that works really well off-ball with the ball-dominant dudes like LeBron James and Russell Westbrook. And we know what Anthony Davis is. Um, but again, it's still kind of a gamble when you're talking about what the play-in might look like, right? Uh, God forbid a team like the Clippers slips into the uh, playoff, which, by the way, you know they're going to face today. The Clippers under Ty Lue are 9-0 and against the Los Angeles Lakers and by an average margin of victory of 10.8 points per game. They have owned the Lakers. You know, teams like that that are like-rated or higher-rated than them in the play-in, that's even going to be a little bit of a challenge. So I think they should be better once Anthony Davis comes back. They've played some admirable basketball, but they've also had their losing stretches without him. They'll be better defensively, but it's still the exact same flawed team that I think most of us expect them to be, unless there's another trade coming down the pike. Uh, continuing along, though, with this evening's card, Celtics, a rare underdog on the second half of back-to-back, -back, getting four and a half at the Heat, total 216. And the Celtics, while they have failed to cover in three straight games, coming off that loss to Orlando, they're also 7-0 and straight up, 6-1 and against the number on night two of back-to-backs this season. So can they do it again, or will this injury report be a problem, as, as the line might suggest here? Right. I think it was stormy. This number's right in line with where it should be because you mentioned that. So Malcolm Brogdon's still out. Jalen Brown is out. Al Horford is out. Marcus Smart is out. Uh, this is all just about the injuries for the Boston Celtics. They're a little thin now uh, coming into this game. Uh, so I think really like this is right where it should be. You're waiting for an in-game opportunity to maybe get something with Boston, you know, get the number to get inflated after a slow start, maybe get in there and they can stay inside of a bigger number than four and a half. 
but this is where this number should be. Now, it's worth noting Miami is the healthiest they've been all season long. Like The only guys on the injury report are Nikola Jovic, Duncan Robinson, and Omar Yurtseven. Like, th- those are not role players right, for them that are going to be impactful from a point spread perspective. So I, look, the market, I think, is right in line with where it should be. I wouldn't be rushing to light four and a half with a number that has everything accounted into it already. Uh, but I do think that from an in-game perspective, you're looking to have the Miami Heat get off to a hot start and then bet an inflated number on the Celtics coming back in. JBT, I want to make sure that we have enough time for the NFL here because these are, are you know, just as we've been sitting here, line movement all over the place. We'll go ahead and kick things off here with the Niners and the Eagles where this thing opened at one of the shops here anyway at one, one and a half pretty much everywhere else, and then rocketed to two, two and a half. We've even seen threes being touched and then uh, bought back immediately on the 49ers, but Every major book, rest of country, has hit three at some point or another uh, uh, over the course of today. Two and a half really juiced right now, 45 and a half to 46 and a half on the total with this thing. I think the Eagles answered some questions last week as far as Jalen Hurts' health. I mean, they didn't even list him on the initial injury report, so he wasn't even, you know, limited at all. And then, of course, he goes out and has a has a really good game. And then San Francisco, despite the fact that they didn't play their best, they still are able to come away with a win. So how are you kind of looking at this one in the grand scheme of things? So I actually, I laid uh, two already with Philly guys and I figured that this would probably maybe get to like some sort of three altered juice. I don't know if you'll get to like the full three minus one ten, but we'll see. Market has done crazier things. Uh, but I think Matt, you hit on a lot of points for me and I think it just comes down to the, you know, this Eagles team, I think is being a little undervalued by the betting market. You mentioned answering some questions in terms of Jalen hurts health. This offense is very dynamic. Uh, we have seen right. San Francisco is a really good defensive team. Uh, but against some offenses that can attack downfield a little bit more, we saw it with the Raiders, right? A little bit more of a spread out attack, and the Raiders had some offensive success against them. I, I think that this Eagles team, it deserves a little bit more credit. And again, home field's not worth as much, but playing at home against the San Francisco team. And Brock Purdy has been fine, uh, but we have seen the luster wear off a little bit here for Purdy in these last two games, specifically this last one, PFF grade of just under 70. I think it was like 67.7. Uh, Purdy has not been the player that a lot of people thought he was going to be. And he's been kind of mundane, right? 214 yards, 7.4 yards per attempt. You're going to need a little bit more here against Philadelphia Eagles. And that's two playoff games, which he's put forth some average performances. So look, I thought that this should be three. Uh, that's why I went out and laid it with Philadelphia. I like this team a lot more uh, the more I have watched them and the more I've dove into, dived into this, and especially when it comes to Jalen Hurts' health here and the fact that he looks like he's ready to go. So I'm already in on Philadelphia. I certainly understand why you and a lot of people out there would like Philadelphia. They were the best team in the NFL for the majority of the season, so you're getting now what you expected them to be. I just personally, and I know I obviously have a lot of bias in this analysis mm. as well, but I think that the 49ers are being undervalued here in a lot of ways too just because of the performance that they had against Dallas this past week and the way Dallas' pass rush did get after Brock. Purdy, but I think that that was a good learning lesson for them. That was the worst game they've played on this entire win streak, and I think that they're going to come out and be better with the weapons that they have in the pass game. They're going to run the ball more like they did in the second half than the first half, and run games and defenses travel, okay? Right. I'm just saying. I already know I disagree well, with him. On, I already know I disagree with you on this game, so let's go ahead and let's 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 well, get after it. Here's here's Cincinnati Chiefs. This it's It was two and a half when you thought you were coming on. It's one and a half because uh, – they put out a, a group, put out a release about 30 minutes ago. So uh, now we're sitting point and a half Cincinnati across the board, 46 and a half the total. So I don't think we do disagree here, man. I've got a Bengals future. Remember, I bet it while I was on the <laughs> air with you one day when we were sitting there. I've got them at 15 to one to win the Super Bowl. Like, I like this team a lot. 
this team, I think the market, I tweeted it out like during that match with Buffalo, the market has slept on Cincinnati. I mean, we have evidence, right? Almost two and a half months now, the market has not rated the Cincinnati Bengals correctly. I'm just really curious where like this does seem like a slight overcorrection by a market that has like all of a sudden, right? This is a similarly rated opponent as Buffalo. They go to Buffalo, they're catching six because the offensive line issues are just, oh my God, it's incredible. They can't overcome this. To now laying this number on the road against a similarly rated opponent. Now, the ankle injury of Patrick Mahomes is the fly in the ointment, and that's why this changes. I understand that to a certain extent. But when you have guys like Jeff Benson, who before that game against the Buffalo Bills figured that this is going to be like a five, five and a half point spread against Kansas City, and that ankle injury swings this nearly seven points, I just feel like the market has been sleeping all year long on this team, right? And all of a sudden, it's woken up because it beat the darling Buffalo Bills and beat them handedly. And now, all of a sudden, because of this ankle injury, we got to swing this dramatically in the other direction. So, look, if somebody's got a future, my bet here is specifically just going to be like, you know, maneuver a little bit and get some yeah. money out of that future. Uh, but I don't disagree with the fact that I think the Bengals are going to come in here and win this game. I just think the market has kind of swung too far in the other direction if you didn't have anything involved. Yeah, it's super interesting because we, we've been obviously talking about it, you know, the last two days and all this. It's just, I, we don't really, we're not going to know how severe. Yep. this injury is right I mean they're never going to tell us like oh it's real bad or oh no never mind. it's not that big deal at all they, they want they don't want Cincinnati to know right one way or the other so it's kind of like it's this giant speculation game that we're just going to play between now and kickoff so it'll be interesting to see if this line continues to move back and forth that's for sure we have been watching the screen light up left and right mm-hmm. thanks JVT appreciate you buddy Good to talk to you guys. Thank you. Jonathan Von Tobel. Make sure you check out the Hardwood Handicappers podcast available wherever you get your podcast. Time for a quick timeout, but more VSIN final countdown coming at you after a quick break. This is VSIN's final countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Watch Conference Championship Weekend with a little more on the line by playing free in the Guinness Time Challenge. Just visit DraftKings.com slash Guinness, set your lineup, and watch the action unfold as you play for your share of 115000 bucks this postseason. Guinness, made of more terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Stormy Tony and Matt Brown with you. You're snapping your fingers. Why, sir? We got a full slate of hockey this Ooh, evening, and indeed. I think you have some thoughts on some of these games. First, uh, first wave, of course, come to you at seven Eastern, and it is a big wave of seven Eastern games. We got the Panthers and the Penguins right now. The Penguins are minus one fifty-five home favorites over the Panthers. That is a plus one thirty-five. If you want the road underdog, there six and a half is your total. We also have a seven and a half, seven uh, p.m. Eastern there in the Boston Bruins and the Montreal Canadiens. The Bruins or the bees minus 390 on the road plus 320 for the Canadians at home six is your total there I actually did read an article today that mm. referred to the Bruins as the bees and I felt so vindicated yeah. uh, no, so no I I've, I've they heard are it. called that I just no no they are and just like they call the Celtics the seas and the all but it's just it's like can can anyone do that do you not have to be a fan of the team you should do just you have call to, me do you not have to live there can anyone just do I'm, these things i will actually only be referred to as s now on this program <laughs> yes exactly you know like i mean i just don't i don't know it okay. seems i feel like you have to like maybe like be a bostonian to be I don't like think so. the bees the well seas. maybe it's because i worked with so many people from boston they that covered the bruins the bees the bruins, yeah that's fair yeah. that's fair you like, get a you get a pass okay I so do it. yeah the bees are mm. uh, 
four four dollar favorite uh, in this spot, deservedly so. Of the forty six games that they have played, there have only been five all season long with which they did not secure at least a point. Uh, plus eighty one goal differential, eight four eight win percentage on pace for sixty six wins. The current record in the National Hockey League's history is sixty two. Uh, their goaltender Linus Olmark has the best goals against average, best save percentage in the league. He is not playing today, but it hasn't really mattered whether it's him in net or Jeremy Swayman. So um, obviously I, I like Boston here. I think that they continue to roll defensively, offensively. They also lead the league in goals four. And since the new year turned nine and one straight up of their nine wins, seven have covered the puck line and five have even covered the alternate puck line minus two and a half goals. So there are alternate ways that you can try to bet this team. Um, the money line is not worth it. Obviously minus two fifty, even on the regulation line, minus one fifty for the puck line, but you get uh, plus 115, plus 120 if you do the alt puck line there, if you think that they can win by two or more. Something that I did think was interesting, they've also outscored opponents this last four games, um, 17 to 2. Swayman was in net for two of those games, so if you look at the Montreal Canadiens team total and think that maybe they can hold them at bay again, under one and a half goals, plus 140 available at DraftKings, which I liked. Kings and the Flyers. This one slightly shaded towards the Kings. Minus 135 on the road against the Flyers. Plus 115 at home. Six is the total there. Sharks and Red Wings also at 7 Eastern. This is Red Wings minus 140 home favorites over the Sharks. Plus 120 if you want the road underdog. Six and a half there. Also 7 Eastern. We have the Wild and the Lightning. The Lightning are minus 165 home favorites here over the Wild. Plus 140. If you want the road underdog, six and a half is your total. Yeah, Bolts have had a lot of success this season as home favorites, 17 and four. Wild, meanwhile, one and seven is a road dog coming off now back to back losses at Carolina and at Florida. Want to give a shout out to our friend Jonathan Davis of NHL Network Radio. He was posting earlier that the Wild have also dropped seven of 10 at Tampa. Um, and is looking at the Lightning, he liked at least them for first to score four or their team total over three and a half. Lightning have scored four or more goals in 26 of their 29 wins this season, and Minnesota's given up four plus in 15 of their 20 losses. So if that's the way you think this game is going to go, that the Lightning are going to win while they're going to lose in that road favorite, road dog type of a role like they have so many times before, then maybe that's a way to approach it. Just one 7.30 Eastern puck drop. That is the Vegas Golden Knights yeah. against the New Jersey Devils. Minus 170 for the Devils at home. Plus 145 for the Knights on the road. Six is your total rough stretch here for the Knights. Schedule about to get really tough for them as well. I'm wondering what you think about a, and I know this is blasphemy and you don't, <laughs> might not want to talk about like a, Maybe like a no on them to make the playoffs because things are about to get pretty tough for them here as we move forward. So I think a lot of it's going to be dictated by health. Um, they have not won a game since their captain, Mark Stone, has gone out with an upper body injury. And I think that'll be significant to get him back, to get Shea Theodore and Zach Whitecloud back on the back end. Both really good defensemen for the Golden Knights. And Mark Stone is like a very good dual threat defensive like line player. So that those will be keys. Like health is always what has, I mean, that's what derailed them last season as well. And it was a good bet um, for them to bet no on the playoffs this season. I think that they'll be able to pull things back together. Their goaltending is good enough in this spot. However, even though the golden Knights have had success against New Jersey in the past, they have won consistently at Prudential center. I just don't think that's going to be 
the case tonight. I hate betting against the Golden Knights, but that's what I'm going to do. And I did take the Devils on the 60-minute line, minus 110. Um, so you're just kind of hoping for no overtime in that spot. Although maybe that's not I, – I, so I went back and forth on this about mm. 20 times when I was going through my breakdown of this game because the Devils have played a lot of overtime and shootout games lately. And I'm hoping that they just got it out of their system over this recent stretch so that I can get that value number on them tonight. Eight Eastern Jets and Predators. We got the Jets as 120 favorites on the road over the Predators. Even money if you want the Preds at home as uh, underdogs. Five and a half is the total there. Another 8 p.m. puck drop is the Sabres and the Blues. Blues are minus 130 home favorites. Sabres plus 110 on the road as underdogs. Six and a half the total there. So not much here for you other than odds makers no betters want the over and that total six and a half juiced minus 135 to the over at DraftKings. And that's largely just because of how these two teams have played each other basically every time they've met. Last six meetings, goal scored eight, 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 six, seven, seven. Sabres with a 6-2 win this past November. Buffalo's only gone over in four of their last nine games. But if there were an opportunity for them to get goals in the net, it's this matchup. It just happens all the time. This sounds like my type of hockey. See, that's my type of hockey right there. <laughs> that's Those, what you want. You don't like yes. you don't like a one nothing no, no, type no. of a game. Hockey goal should be six inches wider and six inches taller. That's my that would be my solution to making the game better. No. Six inches wider, six inches taller. I think Bam. that there's I mean, there's that plenty would equal of like, goal scoring. That would that would equal like at least one more goal a game, if not more. You're tripping, boo. Don't you love it? Only three more uh, putt drops in the NHL tonight. We got 9 o'clock Eastern Capitals. My Capitals, right? Yes. Your Capitals. Yes. Capitals and not Rangers. Not your Kraken. Yes, yeah. yes. Capitals and Rangers, <laughs> yes. Uh, my Capitals and the Colorado Avalanche. Avalanche are minus 125 home favorites here over the Capitals, plus 105 for the Caps on the road as underdogs six is the total. Another nine Eastern. Ducks and the Coyotes. Coyotes are minus 130 at home. Uh, plus 110 if you want the Ducks on the road as dogs. Six and a half is the total there. And then final puck drop of the evening, 10 Eastern, Blackhawks and the Canucks. The Canucks are big, minus 225 home favorites here over the Blackhawks. Plus 190 if you think Chicago gets the upset there on the road. Six and a half is the total. Also, just one more thing to go back to this Golden Knights-Devils game briefly. Looking into the numbers for the Golden Knights with and without Mark Stone over the past two years because he has dealt with a few injuries. Like, it's really unfortunate their captain, their most important cog to what makes them work, has missed so much time. But 47-25-1 with him in the lineup, so winning about 65% of the time. 23, uh, excuse me, 25-23-2 without him, so a dip closer to 50%. And now tonight you're playing a Devils team that has been Playing so well lately, points in seven straight and 10 of their last 11 games. The only team with a better points percentage since the calendar has turned to 2023. Yes. Don't you say it. The bees. Oh. <laughs> what do you think I was going to say? Kraken! No! Well, like, well, I thought you were bringing those guys up Are you, around here. Do you like the Kraken yet? No, again? Like, no, come can't, on. Can't Why like not? Them. Plus 450. On the no for the Golden Knights to make the playoffs. I wouldn't do it. Plus 450 on them. Like, again, they're having a stretch right now for where they're dealing with, I I say, some significant injuries, and they're going to get healthy, and things are going to be fine. Like, even when when Jack Eichel was injured earlier this year, they were able to pull it back together. I think Alex Petrangelo certainly needs to get going offensively. He hasn't done much lately, 
but things will come together for this team. They're too talented not to. Yeah, we got they have a, a little a little harder than league average uh, schedule remaining. Do the Vegas Golden Knights thirty four games remaining uh, for them and about the fifteenth toughest schedule along the way. They're leading the Pacific Division. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Are you not taking that into account? Oh, I'm. I, I, I'm just wondering. Listen, I mean, I'm just, I'm just, just saying, just saying, things are. They're making the postseason. Things aren't looking up. They're making the postseason, Matt. Right. Okay, so while I've said it a number of times today, it is Tuesday Shoes Day. It was also Teaser Tuesday and Hot Take. Tuesday. So when we come back, producer Steph has a number of takes, some that are hot takes for her, some that are hot takes for me. I don't know if you contributed to the document or not, but it's Hot Take Tuesday. Things are going to get wild. Enjoy it. Don't miss it. Coming back on Beast and Final Cast. Linus Ulmark. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray, rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. 
have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's reality podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. This is VSIN's Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Football fans with conference championship weekend ahead. It's time you check out Bet Rivers. You could win up to 10000 bucks in bonus cash instantly by playing Bet Rivers exclusive squares this football season. Place $10 or more in qualifying bets, and you'll get a square on the house. If the numbers on your square match the final score of the game, you win money. Restrictions on qualifying wagers, eligible bonus, and credit use, full terms and conditions available at BetRiversSquares.com. It's Hot Take Tuesday. Welcome back to VEASAN Final Countdown as we round things out. Stormy Bond and Tony and Matt Brown with you. And that little scorcher that you heard mm. there was our graphic for Hot Take Tuesday for those of you that cannot see it on the screen. And so what is Hot Take Tuesday, may you ask? If you have not joined us the past couple of weeks, producer Steph in her chair has come up with a number of takes. I have thrown in some. I don't know if you threw in any into the document. But... It's our job now to determine the level of heat coming off them. So, producer Steph on the mic, what you got for us on this lovely day? All right. The first one is the Cowboys should do whatever it takes to get Lamar Jackson. Uh, I would, I mean, it's it's not the hottest of hot. Really? I think. I think it's hot. I mean, it's hot, but I mean. Jira's obsessed with that. Here's, here's the problem. Here's the problem. They're not going to be able to. The Ravens are not going to take on Dak's contract and Dak. So it's kind of like, I guess it is more, I guess it is scorching hot just for the fact that they're not going to be able to take on Dak's contract or whatever. But, I mean, if you look at Lamar, for that offense, it could be fairly it could be fairly interesting. It could certainly add an element and some some dynamic, uh, a dynamic element to that offense that I think could make it pretty interesting. But if... If you really look at the odds board, right? So the Jets being the short, Jets being the short shot on Lamar. I mean, the Jets owner has come out and said that he is going to do whatever it takes, whatever he said, move hell, move hell in high water, whatever in the hell, whatever something he said to like make sure that they have a quarterback for this coming season. So I mean, he's probably made calls already. The Falcons, we know, certainly going to be in in the line for a quarterback at three and a half to one. Raiders, if you believe Brady's going to play, I know there's all the dots that could be connected to here, but I don't know why the Raiders would want to do that, but they're sitting in seven and a half to one. We know they're going to need a quarterback. Same with the Panthers as well. The commanders have come out and said they're going to go with Sam Howell. How much do we believe them? You know, I mean, like, should we just eliminate them from this list, essentially? The Patriots, I think Mac Jones is fine. I mean, they're not going to they're not going to replace Mac Jones. I would, I would move them from the list as well. Colts are going to draft a quarterback, so they're off the list. So it really it's like Titans, Seahawks, 
like something like that if you're looking for a longer shot there? Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, the Cowboys are 150 to one in this market for a reason. I'm just going to throw that out there. But I think that's twofold when it comes to the contract side of things. But also, like I said, Jerry Jones is obsessed with Dak and he believes not as much as he loves Zeke though <laughs> he loves Zeke more than he loves anything loves else Zeke even more now if he's willing to actually take that pay cut that yes. we heard about he loves um, he loves Zeke more than he loves his own money obviously because he paid him way 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 too much of it in <laughs> yeah. order for him to uh to stay there with the Cowboys also for the Jets they want to keep Aaron Rodgers in green Joe Namath is out here saying that he's going to unretire his number if Rodgers comes out there so yeah I mean that's that is the other thing about this like are you reading these reports that if Rodgers decides he's going to play, that they're going to trade him. Yeah. I mean, so not in the gonna, NFC though, or maybe that's just a bargaining chip too to just say, hey, like you're if we're really going to gonna have to, come if we're going to gonna trade you yeah. in the yeah. NFC, yeah. you better come to play yeah. with a good offer here. Okay, Steph, what else we got? All right, the over is the play in the Bengals Chiefs game, regardless of who's in at quarterback for Kansas City. Well, we talked about the number finally shifting a little bit with the Patrick Mahomes side mm -hmm. of this. I'm going to say that that is in fact. Scorching hot because of the weather being freezing cold. Um, it yeah, is. Yeah. What was the what was the adjective you degree. used earlier? Bitterly. Bitterly. Yes. It's literally on the weather app. I looked it up and it literally in parentheses said bitterly cold. Okay. Like it actually literally said bitterly cold. Um, so look, it just does it does hamper field goal kicking. It does whatever. I mean, you need all of these scoring opportunities. I think in a game where your quarterback is is hampered, right? And I think if you're if you're basically your range was 56 yards where you felt comfortable, but now it's only 50 yards because of the because of the climate and all the things like that. I mean, that, that changes the, the mm -hmm. dynamic of whether you think the game's going to go over or not, you know? And quite frankly, Evan McPherson hasn't exactly been nails this season like he was last year if we're looking at the kicking game just from that side of things. But for the quarterback, um, Patrick Mahomes, because that's why Steph mm. made this take in general, um, I, I mean – the Bengals' defense is so good. Yeah, I, I think that it is hot because mm -hmm. I, I the Bengals held Buffalo to their fewest points all season long last year. And, I, I mean, I think we can all agree that the Bills' offense isn't ain't no slouch over there. So, yeah, yeah very, the, very hot. The, very the, hot. The 47, the 47, though, was where you wanted to, to play the under. I think at this point you just hold out and hope the public bets it back up to 47. And then you get – listen, we talk about 51 being the key – like that key number kind of when we get higher end of the totals and stuff, 44 on the lower end of the totals. But 47 does, if we split those two numbers, uh, 47 does come in a little bit below 51 as far as a frequency of being hit. So it is a key-ish number. And again, it's it's the difference then doesn't really matter if you get 46 or 45 and a half because then those numbers just are so rarely hit. So you kind of want the, the 47 if you want to play the under. So hold out. I'm just... Staying away from the total in general. Yeah. What else? <laughs> okay, we got uh, George Kittle should be the first non-quarterback on the Super Bowl odds board. Your favorite bet, you and Danielle Alvari in pocket, eighty yes. to one. George Kittle. Yeah. No, this is flaming hot because it should. It still <laughs> should be McCaffrey because he's going to be guaranteed to touch the ball more, right? Like if it's an if it's if injured, we're, if, if we're looking, yeah, but I mean, it's one of the, he's, he's going to get even, even injured. He's going to get 10 carries. He's going to get fair, four or five. had a calf distinction numerous times this season. Just yeah. throwing that out. Do you know which calf though? I mean, like maybe it's both calves. Maybe he's dealing with a, like a dual calf he's thing. He's always going on right got now. something. He's got a dual calf thing going on right now, maybe or something. He's got calf uh, in the name. Calf contusion. Yes, yeah, I mean, so it's it's hey, yeah. Stuff. For me, I think it's I, I think it's right that it is McCaffrey. But I will say this though: 
I think that the number is far too long on a Kittle because we just keep we keep as we keep mentioning, there is a direct line and a and a one hundred percent easy path to what if this is what if what if this game plays what if the Super Bowl plays to seventeen thirteen or whatever or any kind of stuff and that is very much within the realm of possibility when you talk about the the defense that the 49ers are going to put on the field and even I mean you know from an Eagles standpoint. They have a good defense, too, but uh, we'll just assume that the 49ers make it there. I think the Super Bowl could be lower scoring just because of what the NFC is going to bring to the table. Okay, Steph, do we have time for one more sports one, or you want to get to the fun ones? Up to you. Dealer's choice. I'm going to go with the one I've got planned. Uh, it's <laughs> Jaguars <laughs> will be Super Bowl contenders next year. This is cold. Super cold. You're in love with Doug Peterson and Trevor I, Lawrence. Listen, I think that this team is is – built to contend next year. And and the reason I say that they, they are going to be Super Bowl contenders is because I think that there's a pretty clear path to them winning that division, which then you don't – you just got to get in the tournament, right? I mean, like, you just got to get in, in, in the playoffs. And I think that there's a really, really, really good chance that they win that division next year given how weak that, that division sits. And so – they're in the tournament, in my opinion. And then if you get in the tournament, then they should be looked at as, as Super Bowl contenders because you're you're one of 14 teams that actually has a chance to get it done. And so I uh, I do like that team a lot. I do believe that it is certainly – I mean, 35-1, to 1, let's pump the brakes maybe just well, a tad. Well, that's what I'm saying. I wish the number was longer. The Broncos yeah. are sitting there 40-1. to 1. <laughs> Like, yeah. gross. And apparently they might get Sean Payton, <laughs> you know, or whatever. Sean Payton's well, going to come he, in and fix Russell Wilson. Didn't he do his interview over Zoom or something? I guess there's a second one tomorrow or something or whatever. I, I don't – I mean, hmm. the, the owner's so rich. Like, hmm. I mean, they're just so rich. Like, they should just go then and buy like, him out. How many zeros do you, do you want? Maybe Sean Payton's like – I'm not going anywhere. Mm. You Zoom me on your account. Maybe. Yeah. All right, Steph, I'm fun out of ones. minutes. Fun ones. All right, this is the last one for me. This is because we watched The Bachelor last night. <laughs> Fake eyelashes are out. Y'all have to explain this one to me. Uh, it's the- because the girl who got the first impression rose was wearing, from what I could tell, zero makeup. She did not do her hair. She looked like she just got out of the shower and got the first impression rose. So I guess that's what 26-year-old guys like now. Well, they always say they like a natural look when they don't actually know what natural means. So I was impressed by this, personally. I don't think fake eyelashes are out. I don't care for them, personally. So I, that is a I very hot take because Instagram models everywhere love their fake eyelashes. But so it's weird. I let, and I know you probably don't care about this at all. Eyelashes are so strange to me because they look so pretty in pictures and in video. And they look so obnoxious in person. You know? This this th- this could be a thing. Also, if it's a 26 year old guy, I don't think that he knows. I don't think he knows what he wants, and I th- certainly don't think that the 26 year old girls really know what they want right now. Walking around with all these mom jeans that are going on and all this stuff, with these legs that are big around as, as a garbage can, and all. That. I don't. I don't. I don't get it. it just, I don't. I don't get it. I can't. I can't wrap my brain around it. I'm I don't know. What's going I'm on. sad we didn't get to my one hot take. I'll we'll do it in depth next week. But I'm just going to give you guys a little taste here. Wendy's chicken nuggets. The top tier chicken nugget in fast food. I know everybody's going to give me hate and they're going to say it's Chick-fil-A. No. It is. Wendy's cannot be topped with the barbecue sauce. They know what they're doing. And those things are cheap, too. You can get Canes. them in four. You can get six. You can get whatever you need. Yeah. Nope. Canes. That's all for today. Visa and Primetime coming up next. <laughs>
Nobody gets more betting tips and plays than VEASAN Pro subscribers. VEASAN's hosts and guests are professional bettors, and now keeping up with their advice is easier than ever. With Pro Tips, VEASAN experts give their best insights on air and online every hour. And only VEASAN hour. And only VEASAN hour. And only VEASAN hour. And it's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddy? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddy on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.